see it's, it's a good thing to look back and connect the dots and make a good script out of it but i think when these things happen they just happen hello and welcome this is puneet surana and you are listening to the galata podcast galata is a word from the indian language kannada that means the noise caused by a ruckus this podcast is about starting up while we are still in college testing ideas creating a team building something worthwhile and adding value to other people's lives join us as we discuss the thrill of earning your first buck tackling uncertainties overcoming obstacles and delighting others most of all the galata podcast is about seeing understanding and implementing so you can deliver on your audacious promise He is the founder and managing director of Springforth Capital Advisors, an investment banking and capital advisory firm. He is the director of Springforth Investment Managers Private Limited, a startup accelerator. He is a CFA charter holder from CFA Institute. He is fascinated by the domains of behavioral economics and financial quant. He loves music. He is a die-hard fan of Ilya Raja. He loves to travel across the globe. In fact, I have been told half of the time, half of the month, he is traveling. He is an enthusiastic and voracious reader. Enjoys singing music with his kids. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Kalyan Sivalenka. Thank you. The usual question that I start with with most of my guests is, what were the conversations like around the dinner table? when you were growing up most of the time in the childhood we were told that we were not supposed to converse while we were dining however i remember a lot of conversations around dining time they were mostly stories which had some moral values attached to it i think that is something i profoundly remember from childhood i think there were stories around uh, the value of speaking truth there were stories around uh, how father's love is different from mother's love how spreading of love is important how everybody is equal in the eyes of god etc etc you've been an instinctive child altogether you had interest in acting and dancing how did you go about that and why did you choose a corporate career versus becoming an actor or a musician or even a dancer well i think it's got to do with the times it's got to do with the socio economic conditions you get raised i guess uh, the inclination to the penchant for arts has been there in the family my more particular on my paternal side my grandfather right in those days acted in a movie and was very active on stage theater and my father has also been in theater in a fairly active manner uh, even till very recent past he's been directing plays and uh, as a hobby uh, not like a vocation and my uncle uh, when all india radio uh, was formed in vizag he was the first announcer etc so we in the, in the in the it's it's there in the family i guess but there also comes with syndromes my parents were of strong belief that uh, and and i guess rightfully so given as i said situations around once you you pass through your mainstream structured education then probably you can pursue it as a hobby uh, it would be it was too risky a proposition at that time mm-hmm. to take up something like that i vividly remember one incident i was i guess around 8 9 years of age and uh, linguistics was my uh, I, so my career 
goal was to do MA literature in Telugu. Since you asked me, for somebody to actually make a career, uh, right from the childhood, you kind of start exhibiting those interests. Yeah. It's not that I really knew what it meant at that time, but right at that age, I wanted to. And I, I used to write a lot of poetry in whatever small way I, I, I could and, and read a lot of books, fiction, non-fiction, never matter. I used to read everything I got my hands on in Telugu. My parents were worried that I would just get into that path, ignore everything else. Because those are the times when everybody is aspiring either to be an engineer or a doctor. And I used to idolize a gentleman by name, Mr. Milo Ripstein Vasana. He used to stay very close to our house. And I I wanted to become like him. He was a Telugu professor. Now, of course, he's become famous on the media and all. But he used to stay like four or five houses away from where we used to live. And his wife was also a Telugu professor. They sent me to him to counsel me. <laughs> <laughs> to move out of it. So I went to his house. His wife was there. She asked me to just read out what I, the poetry I wrote. So I did. She gave a few tips. and To improvise it. <laughs> to improvise it. And then she also kind of conveyed a message to me through a poem, which is in Telugu, which loosely translates to, she just gave me a poem. She never said what I need to do, but she said, you can't really stitch pearls to a string of words. You actually need a proper string. What she actually meant was you can't make a career with this oh. language. She told me in a poem form and I remembered it and then later on understood it. But anyways. Let's move to the meat of the conversation. Why did you choose to leave a compelling corporate career at the 10 year mark and decide to venture out on your own? What led you to it? As I was telling, we were, I mean, I was born in a kind of middle class or a upper middle class kind of a background and most of the childhood blessings from elders and parents were like you should get a good job you should be a secure job you should have authority or you should do a respectable profession or you should be able to fly out go abroad this is the kind of yes this was the andhra in 1980s where it, yeah that's if right. your son is in america it's yeah pra- it's yeah it's a matter of pride absolutely so i've been in banking for 10 years by i would say any standards i was getting a good salary and stuff like that. I was 31 and uh, I felt that the first level milestones or definitions of achievement has been there. As I see going forward, what is this leading to? I could see that there is a certain defined growth path there versus what I felt is the unlimited possibility of what one can achieve if you kind of break away from the convention. Mm-hmm. And that grew and to a point that I felt not doing it is actually criminal. Then I took the call and thought of doing what is probably at that stage the closest to my heart. What like, was that journey like? What, what, what does that decision phase like? Because there's so much of risk involved. See, somehow, see, these things when they happen, they happen. I don't think, see, it's, it's a good thing to look back and connect the dots and make a good script out of it. But I think when these things happen, they just happen. <laughs> That's true. If you generally look by the, the parameters, so you have, I, I was at home, as you said, in terms of the pay or, on the other hand, when I left the job, I was expecting, we were expecting the second kid at home. At that point of time, I just got jobless, a lot of investments to be made. I was just getting on to business, etc. So, if you look at through some lens it appears risky yes but i think nobody would do anything if somebody right. what is your lens like what were you looking forward to i should try to realize my potential and so far so long as i am i do it with integrity i'm sincere for that matter anything see again these are all like your own defined things right mm-hmm. 
that you are a banker or you are a lawyer or you are a doctor and you born you never so this is happen it's not that it's it's something written to you for the rest of your life and nothing it, it most all the things happen where did you get the idea of starting spring forth because i've heard of bankers who move out and start a restaurant or who move out and start a gaming company well, why did you choose to start spring forth where did that idea come about or was there some gap that you were looking which wasn't met at the job uh, no so the 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 gap at the job is probably the part that i mentioned which is your ability to do what you can potentially do but so for starting springford is concerned or the line of activity i have chosen uh, i was very happy with uh, the profession that i was in you know in, in terms of investments then of course the idea is to build something which is an investment firm today probably a couple of steps we could take as a firm and honestly what we thought right at the beginning and what we are there's a lot of change in the journey how does uh, kalyan at this stage interact with his emotions when he has to do a financial decision or even a business decision versus a kalyan let's say when you were just starting out or probably you were 31 yeah what would be the difference if you had to map it out yeah the, ma- the major difference is that you know there are umpteen number of possibilities mm-hmm. that can come out of any situation that doesn't mean that you don't plan you plan knowing fully well so that's the kind of evolution right so you come to a point where you know that where you fully be conscious that result or what kind of result is not something you can determine but what you can do is however result oriented planning and putting efforts towards that and then there is no expect so but th- that that helps you immensely in being objective since you don't have any result in mind once the outcome comes you only have next step to next move to make so, so you, that's something mm-hmm. uh, which is different today from what it was at 70 years back so you started looking at it in a more objective, objective or a, more like a game where you are taking a move or the next move versus yeah interesting you can say that let's talk about startups and entrepreneurship what trends do you observe where the youth is not focusing on or what what do you think the youth is overlooking in their sprint towards their entrepreneurship journey first i think uh, what they are uh, missing out is the point that ideation is overrated having an idea is not sufficient second they are forgetting the basic principles of business one of which is what we have just spoken which is cost management for example execution in the today's ecosystem being an investment professional i am saying this you should have capital market thinking but that is not sufficient if you just do capital market thinking and not business that is what lot of people are today looking could at. you could you simplify that so which means that if, if for a, for every problem the solution seems to be capital a ah. lot of them say that i am going to do great if i have capital it's not about funds but it's about fundas fundamentals that's extremely important so probably these two caveats i would suggest for the startups i think i totally agree with you because now that i'm pursuing an mba and we talk about startups entrepreneurship the first thing the textbook recommends is go raise capital you being an investment banker how flawed do you think that first step is or is there a better first step that you would recommend entrepreneurs to take one i understand that is go beyond the idea and towards the execution no so if everything else is ready then of course capital is a very key ingredient but if you just raise capital it's like putting water in the desert uh, you you're not ready as to where you need to apply the funds You have a thought process of having a bias towards taking action which you just mentioned could you elaborate that for the listeners yeah so ultimately uh, it's the execution that will yield the results even a 3 year old can have 
lot of ideas today there is no dearth of ideas mm-hmm. but the issue is execution your ability to t- convert an idea into an action point today if you look at a lot of enterprises there's a lot of issue around these ideas not being monetized ideas may convert into concepts may see proof of concept you must have seen some initial success but on a sustainable basis if this business has to grow uh, all that matters is execution unless you take the idea to market and execute it particularly mm-hmm. i'm underscoring this in the context of what you mentioned as youngsters because that's a time where you're full of ideas you're just getting in touch with the world in a much larger manner and everything seems to be a discovery for you mm-hmm. and makes you feel that nobody else has got this idea before it's you who got this idea first so you don't really validate it through data to through testing uh, so you, you a lot of people get to think that it's their idea uh, it's original second assuming that it's original they also think that it can't be copied so yes. but what cannot be copied is your execution execution easily i mean you can always but but the strike rate is like 1 is to 100 if 100 can copy your idea probably one can copy your execution that really makes you enter the market so the essence of this is focus more on execution versus the idea no no i don't say more uh-huh. i won't say more both are important mm-hmm. it is like this uh, it is your your idea is let's say x and your execution is y and the result is x into y the range of x is maybe 0 to 1 and the range of y is maybe 1 to 100 mm-hmm. so if your idea is bad or maybe 0.5 and if the execution is very good so your result is still 50% percent, 0.5 into 100 so idea is important i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that idea is not important I'm not diluting the importance of idea We're definitely uplifting the the whole um, yeah, emphasis being laid on execution. No, I'm saying the execution is being ignored. You've been executing your goals in Springforth since seven years now, and you've had a very very hectic schedule, almost seven days a week. You're working. This is like a two part question, which I've been curious for a very long time. How do you plan your day out, and how do you unwind? Plan, of course, is uh, important. So over time, I moved from daily calendars to weekly to monthly. So planning is important as you have more things to handle. The importance of being organized automatically takes its position. So you mean you plan a week and now you plan a month beforehand? Is that what? At, at least 50-60% of the okay. month. Rest is of course there. The point is you, the more you're organized, your ability to do more quantum of work and in a more efficient manner. And today's technology, calendars and smartphones which act like your PDA. Mm-hmm. personal digital assistant this is all very immensely helpful and the second part of question is unwind see once work becomes part of your life there is no question of work causing stress so you live life at office at home at a client place i mean it's all real that's one of the biggest benefits of entrepreneurship could you elaborate on that the whole concept of work life balance work and life are no different things right. work is part of life and so is other way around so you don't really get stressed no they may be moments of stress because of because of uh, some things that you are working on and some things sometimes take longer so on and so forth but work per se as an activity causing stress or creating a need to unwind is not something that you really i mean find it it's not uh, that you feel oh i have worked now for 7 days let me take a day's <laughs> break or last one year i have taken a holiday let me do it um, that that's a very different or unusual way of looking at the work life balance scenario moving to the final question what is the impact you seek to make I have a slightly different view on this today you get to see a lot of people trying to make impact well some people 
really are in a position to do it. They have kind of seen it beyond their individual, they are larger than life size. Now, leaving those percentage of extraordinary, exceptional people, I think a lot of people who talk, think about making an impact or doing social service or to society, I my personal belief is if you are doing your job in the best possible way, I think that's the best way in which you can have impact just because somebody doesn't do their own job somebody else has to come and help and that becomes a social service for the other guy if you are sincere i'm not just shooting in the dark studies have shown that the average productivity across the globe is 33 percent so what happens is and your job is the only thing which you're responsible for you declare that i'm i'm, I'm going to do impact and nobody questions you. you. You may touch 100 lives, you may touch 10 lives. Nobody is going to, you're not accountable to anything. So when somebody says that I'm going to do social service, I'm going to work for my society, my country or my religion or whatnot, I, or my community. So what I think is, first of all, the activity you're taking up is far less accountable and responsible than what you otherwise have, which is your job, your business or whatever the case may be, your vocation, your mainline activity. And so long as everybody in the society does what they're supposed to do, you don't need special of people to actually come and help you. Now then there are politicians, there are social workers who have taken their profession seriously. It's their full-time job. That's a different thing. As a social worker or as a politician or as a minister or as a people's representative, you're doing it full-time. There you're accountable. There you're responsible. If I do my job well, I create my business story well and grow it and within the organization, everybody does their job well. Just because as an example, if one doesn't take care of his or her parents because he is busy watching news and thinking about the country at large, there's some other guy who has set up an old age home to take care of all these parents and he's busy doing this and he ignores his kids and somebody else does something else. So this is a kind of a cycle which I think can be reorganized structurally if everybody does their own job well. And of course, beyond that, there's always giving back to society. The fact is, we're all people who ever got whatever they got in their lives. Are, there's a huge component of luck and social support which comes through a natural fabric. Uh, and then you need to give back to it, give back to the society. And then it's a different story. But substituting your mainland activity with social thing, I'm not for it. And I guess I'm, it's too early in my life. I'm too small to really do an impact, I think. So when it comes, it's I will definitely think. It's been such a insightful conversation. It's lovely to interact with you. Thank you.